Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And this is episode 17. So exciting Uh, (laughs) and surprising. (laughs) I don't know how we got to 17 weeks of doing this, but it's kind of amazing. I think Uh, so. Yeah. And I think like 11 of them, we've been shelter and placing, sheltering in place. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, today we are going to be chatting to you about reasons for grounding and ways to ground. Um, Ronica, can you talk a little bit about what grounding is? Yeah. Um, I feel like grounding is, it's a way of connecting to your body. So a lot of us, do we just like, you know, we live in this kind of regular world and we very often don't connect to our bodies and, um, Oh, what's, unless we have pain or something that calls out. So I feel like it's a way of connecting to your body and also with um, spirit, you know, a way of feeling, okay, I have a physical body, but I also have a spirit, a spirit body too. Like, this is me, like connecting to yourself. What do you think, Emily? Um, I think that is what grounding is. I think what happens is that we live in a culture that really prizes um, intellectualism and busyness, right? I mean, I imagine it kind of depends a little bit on what what section of that culture you live in. Like, where do you live in Western civilization and what does your day-to-day look like? But most people have some level of busyness, whether it's in their minds, where they have a lot of chatter in their mind, or busy like, I gotta go, I gotta do this next thing, I'm on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, grounding is this way, grounding is like a tool, is a way to come back to your body. And ultimately, when we are more connected to our bodies, it's sort of easier to connect to source or spirit. Um, It also, I feel like when I'm really grounded, I feel like a channel almost. Like suddenly I can bring that energy through me um, above or below or, you know, whatever you, whatever source or spirit is for you, I feel like when I'm really in a grounded place, that flows through easily. Um, whereas if I have too much chatter in my mind, I can get really disconnected. Um, Mm -hmm. and even if I get, there's, I've had times where I do like a meditation and I go really deep into a trance. Um, and so there's a way I'm sort of not connected to my body. And in those moments, it can be hard at times to come back into myself and I end up feeling woozy or spacey for the rest of the day. Um, So I feel like grounding is a really amazing practice to do before you do any type of magic work, Um, any type of, you know, spiritual practice or ritual. Um, But also to end, you know, I, I mean, we, like when you think about running a lot of energy through your body, the best way to manage that is to reground it so that you're not carrying it around or you're not kind of burning yourself out. So if you, you could almost think about grounding as like a tool you can use at the beginning 
of a ritual or a ceremony or some type of magical work you're doing. And again, at the end, it's like a little sandwich bun. (laughs) (laughs) I like that you brought up that it's at the end as well, because a lot of times, unless we do like a really high impact um, ritual, it's not something that I typically do or, well, that's not true. In my yoga practice, I do. Um, but in our circle, we don't usually do that unless we're running like there's a lot, you know, of energy that, that happens. Um, well, I, I know the yeah. first time I went to like a public ritual and we did the cone of power, which for those of you who are not familiar with, because I sure wasn't, um, is a, basically like a chanting or a toning um, that occurs within the group at the pinnacle of the ritual. So you do some type of um, energy raising activity, whether it's chanting or dancing or singing. And then at kind of the pinnacle of that, everybody brings their voices together in a tone and then tones together and releases that out into the world. Doing that runs a lot of energy through your body. Mm -hmm. And the first public ritual I ever went to, all of a sudden after everybody did that, which I was just kind of following along, then they all got on the ground. And I was like, oh, I guess we're getting on the ground. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Everybody puts their hands, boom, right on the ground. Yeah, Exactly. And often all the way down. Like, I mean, people got down into like child's pose. Lay down. Yeah. And um. And I didn't get it at first, like, of course, because I was super fresh and new to this world, um, but I completely get it now. And it, it really changes how you feel after you run that much energy through your body. Um, and I feel like it makes it safe because, you know, like you said, when you're, when you're actually, I mean, just the wor- words cone of power, it's, uh, whoa, I mean, it's, this is big time here. We're talking major energy and and a lot of times it's not just most of the time it's not just you running this cone of power it's everybody else Mm -hmm. so it's like this ecstasy that's what it feels like it's like ecstasy you're at the top of this ecstatic you know phase of being and then what do you do you're not just like gonna hang out there you know well, that's the burnout part, right? If you're running yeah. all that energy through your body, what then what happens? You know, you you have to find a place to put it. You can't mm-hmm. hold it all. You can let it go through you, but then if you give it back to the earth, you really just you, I don't know. It, I always feel way way more present in my body after an experience like that, um, where well, I raised the energy and then brought it back to the earth. I I feel like this kind of you know um, relates to the feeling of just in our lives, if we're, if we're running at a high frequency or like today I was having some anxiety, um, just like if, if you're high, you know, mm-hmm. so you're, whether it's ecstatic state or it's a nervous state or an anxiety state, like how to get down, like mm-hmm. um, when it's not, it doesn't feel good, <laughs> you know, you want to feel more connected. Um, right. Well, and so, I think it's interesting, Veronica, that you and I are talking about this because we both have really different backgrounds, but we have backgrounds in regulation, right? 
mm-hmm. um, in like in nervous system regulation. So in my job, my day job as a therapist, I'm helping people learn how to regulate their nervous systems. Um, as a human who happens to have a ton of anxiety just in general, I've had to learn to help myself regulate my nervous system. And Veronica, you have a daughter who has special needs. So you've had to learn how to help her regulate her nervous system. And and then also regulate mine right. so it doesn't trigger hers. Right. Because if mine goes off, hers most likely goes off. And then it's not fun in our house. Right. <laughs> and then we've both worked in classrooms um, and mm-hmm. with a population of kiddos who have sensory needs. So um, we kind of have this alternative background that's not just spiritual in practice, but also very practical day-to-day in practice. And so we are going to bring some of that to, to you guys today, both, um, both giving you some practical tips and talking about how that can relate to your spiritual practice and how you can utilize these grounding techniques, you know, not just in your life to help yourself just feel better, but also to prepare yourself to do any type of spiritual work, um, ceremony, ritual, spell work, um, and also how to bring yourself back or down after you've raised energy. Is that a good summary? That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you want to start with the spiritual piece, Emily, and then we'll work towards the practical daily? Um, Yes. Uh, but actually I want to start with one more thing that is about what happens in our bodies when we ground. So I just want to talk about the practical like thing that happens. If you've ever done any kind of meditation, um, visualization, you know, if you have intentionally gone and sat with your back against a tree or taken your shoes off and walked on the earth, you may have found that you felt calmer and that your breathing became more regulated. And um, these are things that happen in our bodies when we ground. Um, I am not a medical professional, so I couldn't tell you for sure if this happens, and I probably should do some research on it. Um, But I believe your blood pressure actually goes down when you get grounded um, because your breathing does regulate and your body becomes in a more relaxed state usually. So this is a, this is like for the greater good of just your human (laughs) as well. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of science done um, because, you know, they've been trying to legitimize yoga because apparently we need to legitimize it as a science Um, (laughs) for actually some good, good reasons. Um, But there's a lot of research that's done on when you get to that level of meditation um, why that's important. And it's actually become, you know, meditation in the last 10 years has become like a trend, like, um, because it, it not only does benefit your psyche, um, but it benefits your physical body. People with actual, you know, a lot of dis-ease um, can find huge benefits from, um, from meditating or, you know, and meditation is just a, it, it's a form of grounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we relate this to what we do kind of magically and spiritually, um, I know in an earlier podcast, I think it was when we were talking about clearing energy and creating sacred space, we touched on the idea of grounding and this idea that when you come to do intentional work, 
often we're coming from our regular work or, <laughs> or like making sure the kids have dinner before we run off and do this thing, or, you know, you're, you're rushing from here to there. So as I mentioned before, the more grounded we are, the more present we are, and the easier it is for us to tap into spirit or source. Um, because we're just more aware, I think is a really big part of it. Um, we're more regulated, we're more aware, we're more available. Um, and so I, I feel like this is a really important thing to do before anything that you do. So anytime I'm going to do even a tarot reading um, for myself, like even before I pull a card, I stop and I breathe and I feel my body and I just find my edges um, so that I'm very aware of myself in time and space and place. And just this simple act allows me to be more present for whatever information I'm about to get. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and also it allows me to be more in touch with my own intuition so that I can understand the information I'm about to get. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it, I, I believe that grounding is really essential to doing any type of magical work, as I said, um, because it does give you a, a stronger connection to your body and thus a stronger connection to source. Do you have more on that? What, yeah, just what flashed into my mind um, while you were talking, Emily, was about um, yeah, just how crucial it is, actually, um, because there's been multiple times where um, I either haven't ground, grounded or, or fully grounded or um, wasn't able to ground in the time allotted for a ritual. <laughs> Or, you know, like you just, sometimes you just don't get there. Mm -hmm. And then I, um, I might not get as much out of the night or out of the ritual. Mm -hmm. Or um, if we're doing some really intense work, it might hit me in a, in a way that I can't contain or be able to use. Mm. So um, I, it's, it's, it's so important on so many different levels. And if you're working on some heavy stuff, like you're doing shadow work and you're, you're working with dark goddesses or you're doing some cleansing or something, um, that is, you want to, you know, right off the bat, you want to know that you are, you know, centered and ready for the work. Because if you're not ready, meaning you're not grounded, you're not ready, you know, that could do you harm, really, like, or no good. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not like, like it's going to hurt, hurt you, but like it could do you no good or you could have repercussions that are like something you don't want. Like, like, you know, feeling, feeling, you know, anxious or sad or like this mm. depression that hangs on or something after something came up and you didn't know what to do with it. Um, and not the grounding is the end all be all. And that's going to, you know, save that all from happening. But um, I think that's, one of the another reasons why it's so important to do it right before you do your work because also if you don't know what the work's going to be you don't know what you're going to need <laughs> right well i like to think of it as a foundation like this is the craziest example i'm about to give but um have you ever played with legos <laughs> like never i mean a hundred times right a lot <laughs> yeah so you know when you get a lego kit and it has like that square green base mm-hmm 
that's what I feel like grounding is, right? It's that foundational piece of like, you're going, okay, I'm going to build this house and you can still build a house, but if it doesn't have a floor, then all your people Mm -hmm. are going to fall out. Right. So that, you know, grounding is that green piece of plastic. (laughs) (laughs) Totally relate to that green piece of plastic face. (laughs) You might get me there. I hope everyone else does too. Um, I figure most people have played with Legos at some point or at least seen them. Um, You know, when you were talking about, you know, it could do you harm. I had this flashback to, I had been at witch camp years ago and um, I was still relatively fresh to doing the really deep trance work. And I went into a trance and I went really deep. And it actually, I lost complete sensation of my body. I was so far in and I panicked because I couldn't feel my edges anymore. And uh, the vision I was having was so intense. And I opened my eyes and I was like, I guess looking around like in, in panic and my partner for the exercise, he reached out and put his hands on my legs and it made me look at him because suddenly I became aware of my body and we made eye contact and he reached out and held my hands and he just talked me through like, let's breathe together. Let's, so basically he used his nervous system to regulate mine and then brought me into this much more grounded state. I had just gone too deep too fast and I hadn't laid that foundation first um, of staying really connected to my body. I didn't recognize the, you know, the importance of that, Um, at least not on that level. So anyway, that's just a a little story from my own personal archives of how grounding, how not grounding can lead to discomfort um, and fear. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I got really scared. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, maybe what we could do now is talk to you guys a little bit about some ways to ground yourself so that you've got some tools for your toolbox um, as you're venturing forth. Do you want to start a Safi? Sure. <laughs> um, one of the, I mean, the e- not the easiest, the, ones, the one I do very often is using my breath. Um, so literally just this afternoon, um, I started feeling anxiety. And so I was just like inhaling and then exhaling deeply and long and then, and, and loud, like I'm making that sound in the back of my throat. So I hear myself breathing. Um, so different breathing exercises are helpful. Sometimes that's not helpful, but today it, it did help. So this is the other thing is like one technique might be helpful one day and the next day you're like, this is not working. What else do I need to do? Like, um, Well, I know you have, you have taught before the, um, the four, the square breath where you're doing like four counts, four counts, four counts, four counts. And yeah. when I first learned that, it would send me into a total panic because that's not my rhythm of breathing. And so I was like trying to like fit my breath into this pattern and then I wasn't doing it quote right. So I was like, oh yeah, now I'm not doing it right. Oh my God, now I can't get enough air. Oh, this is not helping me. <laughs> well, that's the other thing too, is sometimes focusing on your breath can cannot be helpful for people right. because they start to think, oh my gosh, can I breathe? Like they start, because I mean- it's something we do automatically. You don't think about it, you know? So once you put your mind to it, you know, it 
it start your mind starts to play on your body, you know? <laughs> yes. But I mentioned that for two reasons. One is I actually can do square breath now and it's fine. Um, but the second piece is that not everything that we say is going to work for everyone. And so we're going to go through multiple things. And like Veronica's saying, sometimes focusing on your breath isn't the thing that's going to help ground you. Um, and sometimes it will be. And, and it's just really important to like not go straight to that place of this isn't working for me. Instead go, oh, this one's not working. What else do I have in my toolbox? Right? Yeah. So for me, it was like, okay, no breath, get outside. Mm-hmm. Breathing's not working, get outside. Um, especially this whole virtual world that we're living in right now. It's like, get outside, get, see the trees, breathe in the fresh air. Um, take your shoes off, put your feet, bare feet my in the favorite. soil. <laughs> I love having my naked feet on the earth. It's my favorite, especially if it's warm. Mm. So good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so late now, even though I'm in my living room. <laughs> right? Actually, I, I am not wearing shoes right now, and they are on my hardwood floor, and I am actually currently feeling into the soles of them. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and for me, um, movement and mm-hmm. like a yoga practice is helpful. Like I can just start doing movement, um, or post postures, um, mm-hmm. with my breath. Like I think Emily, you were talking about child's pose. That's mm-hmm. a wonderful one. Like forehead on the ground. Like, um, yep. that's my favorite. <laughs> forehead on the ground, arms extended. And it's just like, I surrender and I'm okay. Um, and then just feeling that, you know, groundedness. That's a really good one. Um, You got so many go girl. (laughs) I'm just looking at my list over here. You got Um, so many. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, I have to ground a lot. I, I run a lot of energy um, on just a daily basis. And, and I definitely have had my own battles with anxiety. Um, mostly cause my mind is like a monkey lives in there and is running around all the time or maybe like a squirrel. I'm not <laughs> sure, but it's real busy in there. Um, and I can get myself worked up well. So I've had to learn how to ground just in my day to day, um, which has served me well in my spiritual practice as well. So uh, one thing that is really helpful are, you know, know, mindfulness is sort of this term that gets thrown around all over the place. And there is a mindfulness exercise. Um, This is more of something you could use in your day to day, but you could use it to help you get present in the space that you're in um, before you were to, you know, go into the next stage of your, of whatever your practice is going to be for that day. So this is the five things um, exercise. And basically what you do is you look for five things that you can see. So wherever you are, you just look around and find five things that you can see and you name them to yourself. Like, oh, I'm noticing right now there's a burgundy curtain in front of me and uh, a fairy painting on the wall and a picture of my grandmother. Like, so look around, find five things you can see, four things you can touch and touch them. So like right now I'm feeling my jeans and I can feel that they have little holes in them. 
um, which are supposed to be stylish. And I can feel <laughs> the plastic of my pleather office chair uh, and the stickers on the top of my laptop and how they have texture. So, you know, that's, that's only three, but you would find four things that you can touch. Then three things you can hear. So what do you hear happening around you right now? Um, I can hear my husband playing video games in the other room. I can hear the traffic out on the road and I can hear a cricket chirping under my window. Um, two things I can smell. I can smell um, my orange scented lotion that I put on today. Didn't, <laughs> <laughs> didn't remember I did that. <laughs> now that I smell it, that's real. I've been walking around with that scent on you all day. <laughs> I know. I did just, you know, it blends after a while. And then I have a scented candle here that I can also smell. I'm not sure what the scent is, but it's kind of intense. It sort of smells like cologne. I don't know if I like that candle. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> get rid of it. Right? Let's scratch that. And then the last one is one thing you can taste. So it's five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. This is a simple exercise you can do anywhere, and nobody will even know you're doing it. Um, but it's also a really great way to just bring yourself back into the moment before you launch into your practice um, or your ritual or whatever it is that you're about to embark upon spiritually. Um, another one that I love is sitting against a tree. I mentioned it earlier, but there's something so powerful about allowing yourself to your back to be like supported by the trunk of a mighty tree. Uh, it's just really lovely. And Veronica, you had mentioned sitting against a rock. Yeah, I really like sitting against rocks. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're so solid. Yeah. I mean, the trees, I mean, amazing, but there is a little bit more give, but a rock is not going anywhere. So true. You know? And a big rock is like, this thing has been here forever. Like, mm -hmm. how did this rock get mm -hmm. here? It was, it's been here way before I got here. It's going to be way <laughs> after I let leave. You know, there's this feeling of like, this is solid and I'm solid, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. The other thing with rocks is you can hold them. So, um, you know, there's all these jokes and you may or may not have heard them or may or may not have been a part of them about, uh, which is putting crystals in their bras. I do this. <laughs> That's real. Um, <laughs> my husband jokes about like me taking my bra off at night and like, you know, put the glass, put That's the safety flying. goggles on. <laughs> Because those crystals are going to go flying. Uh, awesome. <laughs> but uh, you can also put them in your pockets. So, you know, there is something really grounding and I find it comforting to have a stone in my pocket um, that I can pull out and hold on to. I'm actually sitting here at my desk and I have a, um, a green opal palm stone that fits completely in the palm of my hand. And when I'm sitting here working and I'm feeling ungrounded, it's actually one of the first things I grab for because having that, that weight that fills the palm of my hand that I can just hold onto and focus on for a few breaths is super grounding for me. Um, and, you know, depending on your relationship with crystals and stones and whatnot, it, it's 
I believe it's really important to find ones that are grounding because some of them have a higher vibration than others. And sometimes you'll hold on to a crystal and you're like, whoo, the energy is a flowing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and other times you hold it and you're like, oh yeah, I'm like landing in this. So test it out before you just stick it in your pocket for the day or your purse or wherever you're going to be carrying that thing around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually have a a stone that um, a circle sister gave me for my birthday, and it's a lapis stone, but it actually, it's, I don't know what they call it, but it's specifically so you can rub it. There's already a groove in it. Yeah, the divot. The divot that you can just rub. So I keep it in my pocket, and I put my hand in my pocket, and if I'm feeling like I need, I'm feeling anxious, or I'm feeling like I need to get more present or focused. Mm-hmm. Like I ju- I will start rubbing that and just that feeling of that stone and the rubbing the stone is like, gets me there, you know? Totally. Yeah. Gets you to the ground. <laughs> um, you know, I think another one you had mentioned earlier, Veronica was tapping. Do you want to say a little more about that? Yeah. Um, you were talking about finding your edges of your body. Oh yeah. And that's, that's kind of part of it too it's like where you are in space like here's my physical body but also that feeling of the tapping it's kind of like um you oh you were talking about your favorite thing in the shower oh yeah remember yeah so I we were talking about water so I guess we're just going let's just we'll go back and then go forward to a conversation we had previously so sorry if you're trying to track us (laughs) because like we're like water yeah, tapping. we yeah. know where we're going. Um, <laughs> I know. We have a map, uh, but just trust us. Follow along. Uh, so we were talking about water, and Veronica was saying that laying in water, like floating in water, feels really grounding for her. Mm-hmm. And for me, I I take like deep comfort in that and solace in that, but I don't necessarily feel grounded. Um, for me, it's like water, if I'm in the shower and I can get on the floor of the shower in child's pose and let the water hit my back, that makes me feel really grounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think that led to us talking about, I was like, yeah, finding the edges of your body, like knowing where you are in space and time and being aware of yourself. Um, and then Veronica was talking about tapping. So yeah, the technique of tapping, you know, starting at your head and tapping, like tapping, and then your, you know, your neck, your face, your, I mean, you're just go through your whole body, tap, 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 tap. And you guys can't see Veronica, I can, but. Oh yeah, you can't see me. her, like, if you were to take your hands and use your, uh, your pointer finger, your middle finger, and your ring finger specifically, but also your pinky can get in there and your thumb can get in there. So basically using the tips of your fingers and then working your way from the crown of your head all the way down your face and into your neck and shoulders and all the way down the entirety of your body to the soles of your feet. Um, If you have not done this exercise, I recommend giving it a shot and just having the experience of it because it does awaken like this tingling throughout your entire body that makes you super aware of where all your edges are, but also the fact that you are this being full of energy moving through you. Yeah. And it feels really relaxing to me too. I agree. I feel very relaxed by it. And like part of that is um, we, we talked about humming and rocking those oh, are yeah. techniques you can do to help ground. 
Mm-hmm. Which both of those things, like, so humming, actually the vibration when you hum, that vibration uh, stimulates your nervous system. It, it helps to regulate it. It's very calming. Um, it also makes you exhale all the way. And part of not being grounded is that we often are breathing in our chests instead of down mm-hmm. into the depths of our lungs. And so when we allow ourselves to hum and hum a sound all the way out, we actually create that full exhale, which is very soothing and calming and allows us to take a deeper inhale afterwards. Um, so that's, that's one of the things humming helps with. And then rocking is that, is that sort of sensation um, within your body that helps you find your center. Um, when you think about, like, if you've ever held a baby, <laughs> you do the, like, the mama jostle, the, the kind of bouncy thing. It's a similar thing. You're bouncing the baby to help them feel calm. And when you rock back and forth, you're doing something similar for your body. If you could see us right now, Veronica and I are on, like, on Zoom, <laughs> And we're both totally not together <laughs> apart. And we're both rocking back and forth. It's basically hysterical. I'm rocking side to side. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Like with the baby. That's like what, yeah. That's the side to side. I remember even after my kid was not a baby anymore and I would hear a baby, I would start <laughs> rocking in the middle of the grocery store and I'm like, oh, whoa. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny because when you started to say that, I thought you were going to say you still rock her back and forth. And when my mom hugs me, she often rocks me back and forth if we hug for a long time. Yeah, yeah. She, my mom does that too. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that funny? Now I'm rocking back and forth. Woo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I guess the, the other thing that I just want to bring up is physical connection. Um, and that is, well, actually there's two things. So one is physical connection. So going back to the story I told you about how, you know, I got really dysregulated in a trance state. And I had somebody who reached out and physically touched me. That can be extremely grounding. You know, sometimes when we are sitting in our circle and we're all touching each other, you can just feel kind of the anchor of all of our energies together um, and that connection that happens. So that can be a really great tool for grounding before or after a ceremony is just making that physical contact with other people. It can be holding hands. It can be touching each other. You know, maybe you're sitting cross-legged next to each other and you have one hand on somebody's knee and they have their hand on your knee. But some type of, um, I mean, obviously we're not doing this right now. So (laughs) I guess I should say right now, stay physically distanced. But when we go back to touching people again, this is a really great tool. Or your significant other, whoever you're living with. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. If the people you practice with um, happen to live with you, then you're set. Um, Hugging a pet. (laughs) Yes. Cats are, you know, my dogs are a little more squirmy, but my cats love to lay on top of me and that's super grounding. Um, But probably the most common thing I've experienced in my own spiritual practice is visualization. And using directed, guided visualization to help get grounded, whether it's visualizing your body as a tree and your roots going down and your branches going up, or a grounding cord that you send into the earth. Um, you know, there's, there's other ways that you can visualize that too. Maybe you're, maybe you're standing in a circle of stones or you're, you're leaning up against stones. Um, 
you know, you can go pretty much anywhere that your imagination is willing to take you to use your mind to get you present in the now. I like to visualize. Um, I did this because I ran a program for my daughter for so long. And when we go into the playroom, I always would tell people, leave it, you know, just leave your stuff at the door, just like <laughs> leave it at the door and shut it. So I, I had this visual, you know, in my head, I visualize like whatever is not keeping with whatever is disrupting me right now. That's not keeping me present. I like leave it at a door, like I picture it and then shut the door. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So if you're interested in doing a grounding visualization, we're going to um, add one of them, add a grounding visualization to the end of this podcast after the outro. So um, after you hear the kind of closing music and the little statement about joining us on The Witch Next Door, if you just stay tuned through that, there will be a grounding visualization at the end that you are welcome to try and check out. And if you have feedback, we'd love to hear it. Um, I believe there's a place to put it in the comments, or you can totally email me at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. And do you have anything else before we wrap this thing, V? No, I think we got it. All right. Thanks for joining us today on The Witch Next Door, and we will see you next week. Have a most magical day. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius. All right, so we're going to go ahead and do a grounding exercise here today. And I'm going to invite you to find yourself a comfortable seat. You want to make sure that you're doing this exercise at a time when you are not driving, um, not operating machinery, <laughs> a time when you can actually settle down and take a few minutes to relax. So go ahead and find that comfortable seat. If you need any cushions or pillows or props to help support your body, gather those to you now. And as you settle in, you might begin to rock a little bit side to side, front and back, just finding your center, wherever that center is for you today. Feeling the pressure of your sits bones and your hips where they settle into your seat, supporting you and holding you here. And let's start taking three big, deep breaths, breathing in as deeply as you can and filling your belly with air, and then exhaling all the way out, releasing all that has come before this moment today. Breathing all the way in, Until your belly feels full and taut, your lungs and chest full, and then exhaling all the way out, 
creating a contraction as you empty out those lungs and your belly button makes its way back towards your spine. And on this third big breath, breathe all the way in and then let's sigh this one out. <sighs> you may notice as you sigh that your body becomes a little bit more relaxed. There might be tension that was inside of you that is released down. And if you haven't already, I invite you to close your eyes down, turning your attention inward, shutting out the world outside of you, and allow your breath to move back into its natural rhythm, whatever that might be for today. And as you breathe, just notice that with each exhalation, your muscles become more loose, more limber, more relaxed. Breathing energy into your body and exhaling a release. And now I'd like you to begin to use your imagination and envision that your breath is a color. So that as you breathe it into your body, you're drawing color in. And as you exhale, there's a color residue left behind. So that each inhale and exhale paints the interior of your body with this color and it becomes darker and darker with each breath. Continuing to breathe, painting that color inside of you. See if you can invite that breath to move through your body, filling up not only your torso, but down into your hips and your thighs. Breathing that color in and exhaling it out. Allowing the entirety of your body to begin to fill with this color. And each exhale and each inhale to paint that color a little bit brighter, a little bit thicker, a little bit more substantial. Breathing this breath and this color down your arms, down into your wrists filling your hands and all of your fingers, feeling it move up into your jaw, filling your face, moving all the way up to the crown of your head. Each breath, filling you more and more full with this color. And I would like you now to imagine this color going all the way down to the soles of your feet, filling your toes so that the entirety of your being is completely filled with this color. And now, on your next inhale, I'd like you to imagine pushing this color like roots out the soles of your feet. 
Inhaling in and down. And as you exhale, feel those roots spreading out beneath you. Inhaling in and exhaling out, creating a foundation of light and breath beneath you. These are your roots, like the roots of a tree, reaching down into the earth, into the soil, reaching down and creating a foundation, a base, an anchor. Feeling those colored tendrils reaching down and out, and down and out. And as you've built this foundation, you can begin to use your inhale to draw up some of that energy. Draw up some of that earth energy that you have sunk down into because the earth has a heartbeat. And when we engage our roots into the earth, we tap into that heartbeat and it allows our heartbeat to match her rhythm. So using your breath to draw up that earth energy, you may notice that this energy has a different color than the color that you breathed into being. And then as you pull this earth energy up, perhaps it alters, changes, or just mingles with that color of breath in your body. Drawing it up and up and filling yourself, allowing that grounded pulse of earth energy to connect you below and to connect you inside to this time and this place and this moment. Continuing to breathe and feeling yourself filling up through your legs, your hips, your belly your back and arms and hands, feeling yourself held solid with this earth energy, grounded and rooted here in this moment. And when you're ready, you can begin to take in the sounds around you Noticing the light as it shines through your eyelids. Taking a big breath in. Exhaling all the way out. Knowing you can come back to this sensation of connection and groundedness at any time. Simply by closing your eyes. Breathing your breath with intention. And imagining yourself rooted into the earth. But for now, wiggling your fingers and your toes and allowing your eyes to flutter open and begin to take in the room around you, feeling completely connected to this moment and to the earth. <laughs> 